0: It's time for another episode of the Core Extra
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. And it's good to be back. This, we, we haven't had a um, studio show other than our attic ...features um, for a long time, haven't eh? we? Well, we're both, both of us th- have been on assignment lately. Right, right. And uh, some good things coming up. If you have not already done so, uh, go check our page, our uh, Podbean page or our Linktree page. And check out our Attic series where we talk about the supernatural, the paranormal, and the unexplained. Um, the latest episode, Steve did a
1: expose on vampires... I drew a blank. And he's very excited about very, it. I drew a blank. I drew a blank. Yes, vampires. If you Trust me, you've got to listen to that. It's one of the better episodes right. that I think that I've done. And you know the thing is, Steve, how many vampires are there active in the United States right now? I think uh, I read somewhere and did my research close to 5,000.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. And, and we also have a letter mm-hmm. from that has to do with Oh, our last good. episode, and we'll get to that later on, but...
0: Good. So, yeah, check out our Addicts series and follow us on all social media. We're all out there. Well, we have, the lot, we have a lot of catching up to do um, today. And, of course, the thing that's at the top of our list is
1: Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's right. That's right. We got a bona fide Hall of Famer that's right. on our team. He's doing well
0: now. We, we just... Yeah. Now, look, I say that. We won two games. We're 2-5-1. and one. But if I can put Steve on the spot, Steve has a formula where we can make the playoffs.
1: Yes, I do. Now, we play, our schedule consists of, we played eight games. We have eight left. So we have two with the Steelers, one with the Ravens, We have then the Cowboys. They stink. We have the Giants. They stink. We have the Redskins. They stink.
0: You mean the Washington football team. Oh, yes,
1: yes. And we have the... I didn't mean to offend all of our Native American friends out there. And we have the... Miami Dolphins. Did you say both? You already said the Ravens, didn't Yes. You? Yeah. Yes. Is that right? Is that eight? I
0: think that's about right.
1: Two? No, that's only seven. Who else do we play? I don't know. i have to uh, – the guys
0: are talking in my ear from the booth. They're, they're looking it up yes. right now,
1: so they'll, they'll get back to me. I know we play Pittsburgh next week. We do? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, what is the rundown? I'll find the schedule. Okay. I know we play Pittsburgh. Then we have, like, the Giants – the Washington football team, the Cowboys, and like the Dolphins in a row. Right. And then Pittsburgh again. Houston is the one you left out. Oh, Houston. So I mean that that's five games that we could win. Now we're talking about the two with Pittsburgh and Baltimore's probably not. So if we let's just say five that's give us five more wins, that puts us at seven five and one. Right. Seven, five, and one, which is the magic number for us. Because right. we need above six and a half we need above five and a half right, games now, yeah, to cash a... our ticket in, in Vegas. And then you have two at Pittsburgh. So let's say that those are both losses. Now we are at what? Seven, seven, and one? And then the last game of the year, the Ravens have already clinched. They put the scrubs in. We beat them eight, seven, and one. They're adding an extra playoff team this year. 8 7 and 1. Puts us in the playoffs.
0: Well, I'm predicting that we beat Pittsburgh in one of those games, too. Uh, Steve doesn't agree with me. No. Steve doesn't agree with me, but I believe we're going to beat Pittsburgh in one of those games. Trap game. It'll be a trap
1: game. Well, let's see. They played the Cowboys this week, and now we will make them 8 0. And then. They got to play the mighty Bengals. <laughs>
0: that's right. I'm telling you, that's going to be a trap game. We're going to. We're going to who
1: do they play game. after us? I don't know. I don't,
0: I don't know. I had the schedule there. Yeah,
1: check the, the schedule out and see who they play but, after um, us. Then we'll really see. Supposedly, I mean, let's hope they play Kansas City
0: <laughs>
1: or the Ravens again so they Overlook we, us.
0: I don't think we play Kansas City this year.
1: No. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh.
0: our. I mean, our. Oh. Our division. I don't think we play them. But we'll find out. So, that is the – that's the way that the Bengals can make the playoffs.
1: That's the way the Bengals will
0: make the playoffs. So, Pittsburgh has to play Tennessee, Baltimore, Dallas,
1: Bengals. Who did they play after us?
0: Jaguars, then the Ravens. That's no trap game there. Then Washington. Jaguars. Buffalo, Bengals again, Indy, and then they end in Cleveland. So, they could go undefeated.
1: No, because we're going to beat them once. Oh, because we're going to – yeah, if we beat them once, we got two wins. If everybody knows what we're talking about, we made a bet when we was in Vegas that the Bengals would win more than five and a half games. Right. So right now they've got two, which they should have won two more. So we had those games won, and we blew it.
0: We would be in great shape.
1: Yes, if if we had four wins, we'd be in great shape right now. (laughs) In great shape. So we need four more wins out of the final eight, which is not hard because the Bengals always do good in the second half once they're out of the
0: once they're out of contention.
1: Once they're out of contention.
0: Well, you know, Steve and I were talking the other day about obviously Joe Burrow's number first overall draft pick, number one pick, first overall. And we hope that he is our franchise guy that takes us to the promised land, right? Absolutely. So you remember last year, there was a lot of talk about tanking to get the number one spot. Tanking to get the number one spot. And you always hear this where teams kind of sort of lose on purpose. They get the overall number one draft pick because that's going to rescue the franchise. Now, I always thought it was a flawed plan or a flawed argument, right? And I used to tell Steve about it. So, I had the core extra research team look at All 12 us. of them. All 12 of them. Well, it was 11 of them, because, you know, that one guy calls him sick all the yeah, time.
1: All the time.
0: He's always sick. Now, now we don't want him back. And who knows what he has now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Rona. Yeah. So, in the history of the NFL, when you look at number one overall draft pick,
1: are we going all the way back to 1921? We are going back. <laughs> I'll tell you how far back we're going. We're okay. going to go back to 1967. So you got like Bowl. 45 of them you're going to read? Oh, no. It's not that many. Number one overall picks? No. Number, oh, you one overall, court-
0: number, number one overall picks that that team won a Super Bowl.
1: Oh, okay. Well, now with the Bengals. All we want to do is make the playoffs, <laughs> right. okay? We're not worried about right. Super Bowls. Well,
0: the theory is all but, of these guys come and rescue the franchise, right, take the right. promised land. So let's see how many it is okay. since the Super Bowl started in 1967. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can get some of them. All right. Now, the first two, the first one, he was actually drafted in 1957, but he was still on the team when Super Bowl won. Okay, uh, so
1: played. so I can guess this. You, I don't uh, know, him, right?
0: That, no, you don't know this one. This one you might not get.
1: Okay, so you won't get it until we get down into the. Okay, so let me game. think now. Who the quarterbacks were in Super Bowl? Well, I didn't Bowl say one.
0: quarterbacks. I said
1: oh, number, number, number one, one overall draft pick. Number one overall. Now he may be. A quarterback. Okay. Okay. It could be a quarterback. All right. So we're talking number one overall draft pick in what year? Nineteen fifty-seven. Oh, this is easy. Um, I have no idea. Paul Hornung, Paul Horny, Notre Dame. Yeah, came out in
0: 1957. They won Super Bowl one. All right, the next one, and we'll go through these. You because these are names you know. The next one, Bubba Smith,
1: 67. One of these on Super Bowl five. Oh, and, so they they didn't win. They were just on the team.
0: Well, if you're on the team, you won.
1: Oh, you you saying they they made Bubba Smith? Yeah, Baltimore won in, in nine, Super Bowl five. Yeah, with Jim O'Brien, Cincinnati kicker. Right.
0: So what I'm saying is they this team had a number one draft pick overall. Okay. And then they went on to win the Super Bowl. I see. Next one was Terry Bradshaw. Don't I get to guess? Not yet, because th- that was too easy. If I'd have said number one in 1970, you know, it's Bradshaw. So, who was the number one overall draft pick in 1971? He won Super Bowl. 15. I know exactly who this is. 15. Okay, go ahead. Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. In 1973, won two Super Bowls.
1: Number one overall pick in overall, 1973. Was, was not a quarterback. Was not a quarterback. Bob Lilly. John Matuszak. Oh, man.
0: 1974, won Super Bowl 12. Defensive player. What, what, uh. What team's played in that year? Well, if I tell you, you'll know it automatically. Dallas. He went to Dallas, 1974.
1: Bob Lilly. Ed Tuttle Jones. Tuttle was the number one pick. 1981. You're not going to get this. 1981 was, that's the Bengals year, right? No, 82 is the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He won Super Bowl 22, 22. I don't know any. George Rogers.
0: South Carolina. Here's a couple of easy ones: 1983 and 1989. I don't like, even know who played in those years. Elway. Well, I'm, this is not the, this is the year they were drafted. Oh, okay, okay. And then they went on to
1: win Super Bowl. Okay, 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 okay.
0: So Elway was drafted in '83, and in 1989, Aikman was drafted. Huh. Now here's a guy that was drafted in, number one, 1991. He won Super Bowl 27. 28 and 30. I can what honest, position? I can honestly tell you that I don't ever remember hearing this guy. <laughs> what position? I don't know. Because I don't know his name. Give me some initials. R R M. Russell, Maryland. Oh, yeah, for Dallas. I don't yeah. even remember it. 1993, Drew Bledsoe. He was the number one pick number in the draft. Number one pick overall. 1996, this guy won one Super Bowl. Wide receiver. 1996.
1: Um, the, a Wide receiver being picked number one. Number one overall. Um, does his son play in the Bengals now? Don't think so. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Stanley
0: Morgan? No, uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Okay.
1: 1997,
0: this was a lineman. Drafted it's in ninety seven, went on to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl
1: thirty four. give me his initials. OP. Ah. Orlando Pace.
0: Oh sure, yeah, Hall of Famer. Here's a very easy one. Two time Super Bowl winner. Number one overall, nineteen ninety eight. Very easy. Very easy. Man, these draft
1: picks trying to figure out where they are. Nineteen ninety eight. He was drafted in ninety eight. Not- very, very easy. Everybody should know this. The number one overall pick in 1990. Even
0: non—here's a hint. That's even 30 years ago. Even 20. non-football
1: fans know who this guy is. Well, I'm not saying I won't know him once you tell me. Everybody, give me his know initials.
0: Ah, it's too easy. This is just a, this is the easiest one on the list. 1998. Everybody knows him. Non-football fans and football
1: fans. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Peyton Manning.
1: Oh. Like you knew it before you looked it up, you no, know. I knew you he you was, said it, you said came out in 1998. The way you said it, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Like yeah, you, you never knew heard it. of Peyton, Peyton Manning?
0: <laughs> this is a hard one. Okay. 2002.
1: Give me his initials. D.C. Derek. Nope. Uh-huh. I don't know. David Carr. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: 2004.
1: I right, just go. I don't know. But
0: well, this is another easy one. 2004, two-time Super Bowl winner, overall number one draft pick. Very easy. Everybody
1: knows this guy. I'm not saying they don't know him once you say it. What's his initials? Well, this is the same thing
0: I said about Peyton Manning. What's his initials? This is the same thing I said about
1: Manning's brother.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Eli Manning. Now, here's the hardest one on the list. This guy was drafted number one overall in 2013, and he's still playing. He's not a quarterback. He's a lineman. And he just won the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so 2013 lineman just won the this Super hard, Bowl. I wouldn't. I would have never gotten this. Never number one overall pick. I don't know. Eric Fisher plays with the Chiefs right now. Oh, I never would have got that. Never. Does he even start? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a big deal. Now here's the deal. The deal is only 17 times have the has the number one overall draft pick played on a team that won the Super Bowl. It only happened 17 times. So this whole notion of we're going to get the number one draft pick and go to the Super Bowl, it's only happened 17 times since 1967.
1: I would say So that is a very
0: flawed... um, That's
1: a very flawed strategy. I would say this, though. The strategy is... If I get the number one pick, I can improve my team. Okay. They've done that 17 times. It's no, no, now, no. you said go to the Super Bowl. Now, the Jets, if they get the number one pick, and it's that guy from South Carolina, right. they are going to be better than they were this year. Why do we play the game? To win. That's to win why we Super play. Bowl. But, like, the Bengals, we just play to get to the playoffs. Well, That's all we want to see.
0: Speaking of the Bengals, guess who else came out? In, 19, in 2013. That was Giovanni Bernard. Zach Hertz wow. was on that was that year. DeAndre Hopkins was that year. And so was um, E.J. Manuel. D.J. Hayden. Yeah. Who was picked number two was Luke Jokel. And then number three was Deion Jordan. So this whole notion of... I don't know who guys are. Well, that's my point. So this whole notion has only happened. But anyway... I do want to give a quick shout-out because he always talks about football. He always talks about the Bengals. Is a, a Cincy Fan Talking, the podcast called A Cincy Fan Talking. And Cincy is spelled C-I-N-C-Y, and talking without the G. Is he on YouTube, too? I don't know if he's on YouTube. There's a has- guy that I, I think
1: that, I don't want – I've listened to the podcast. Yeah. But it's I a good th- podcast. there's a guy that's on YouTube – name of Cincy in, fan talking? Uh, Cincy fan, maybe? Yeah. Cincy I don't fan.
0: know. Well, he's uh, he always talks about the Bengals, and he's a local guy right here in Cincinnati. And what we're going to do, what we would like to do one day, is get him here in the studio. But, you know, we can't go in the studio now. No. So I was going to send the... Um, Core extra jet over to pick him up and bring him over to the studio. Damn, okay. how far away is he? Well,
1: you know, as you can't know, we just send the limousine? Well,
0: but here's the problem: as you know, our pilot has no pilot license. True. So a lot of times, what we do when a guy's local, he just drives the jet through the street, like when he when you taxi <laughs> on the runway, he just drives, drives the jet around the street and drops you off.
1: You know, speaking of that, this came up in conversation the other day. And it was... We were sitting around the table. We was eating. There was four couples. And they need to change the time when a, pl- when a flight takes off and when a flight lands. Because, you, you know, it says, like, you're taking off at 6.08 and you land in Vegas at 7.30. Right. Well, the plane it takes off at 608. I mean, no, you get in and sit down at 608. Mm-hmm. Then it has to back up. Right. It has to go 5 miles on the runway, right, to get to the takeoff place. So really you don't leave till like
0: 6:30. But wait a minute. I I I don't I don't I've not experienced it that way. I always thought you got on, I always thought they closed the door 20 minutes before takeoff. That's what I thought. And then you sit there and
1: take off on time. Now, that's what I thought. Uh, we the, the way most of us... And then you got to stay in line behind planes taking off. So, they have, need to change that. We have to get a flight and check that out. <laughs> Car pilot. <power. laughs> well, he can't fly. And then, you know, it lands... I'm sure they don't have it, how long it takes from, because it's got to be, you know, just like different people, different pilots drive those planes 100 miles an hour when they're on the ground, or five miles. Right. So it's got to be when it lands. You know, it's going to land at 7.30. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they taxi it down, and they take it all the way, right. and then you got to sit in the plane, right. because, you know, they have to turn it off, and then everybody else gets up in front of you and walks out, so, really, they should have times on your ticket for where you're sitting. If you're sitting in the back, it takes 35 minutes to get off the plane as opposed right. to the front. So, your ticket should be... I'm in the back. I'm in the back. Each, each, each time should be different. Yeah. Somebody just... That might be our pilot That right might there. be somebody telling us right now what's going on.
0: Well, I didn't know that. but we, but, but back to this real quick. We'll, uh,
1: we were drinking when we were talking about that, too.
0: Well, it sounds
1: like So, it. you
0: know. We will try to do something with a Cincy fan talk and check him out on all social media platforms. Check out his podcast. He talks not only just about sports. He talks about social issues and, and just some opinions that he has. He's only one guy. He sits in the studio or wherever he does it and um, talks. He's an educator here around town somewhere. So he has a lot of different perspectives on lot of different things, and uh, I will put his link on our on our Twitter page and Instagram page, so you guys can find him, but but if you listen to this and you want to hear somebody that's cool to listen to, listen to a fan talking. So, what's next on the agenda? As you know, I don't know if you've heard, Steve, but there's a pandemic. I don't know if you heard about this. Yes. So, a lot of people are spending time in the house or in their homes. I agree. And but a lot of people binge watch stuff, watch a lot of TV, a lot
1: of Netflix, a lot of Amazon Prime, right? Absolutely. So, matter of fact, I got a new uh, iPad so I can oh. watch it.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, what where, where, where did you get?
1: I got a, I don't know. They were on sale from Amazon last Friday. Oh, I got three of them. Was that the, uh, yes. What do they call it? The, it, do, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever you say, yes. I do have no idea. No, no, no. I mean, that, that Amazon day. Yes, that's uh, what it was. They were regularly $79. I got them for 39 Right, right. I bought three of
0: them. Oh, did you? Two you for know?
1: my grandkids and one for me.
0: Oh, your grandkids are like, what, two? And they, two and four. They, they, they yes, need an they need
1: those. <laughs> really? You know, they start small. Really? I was shocked. So the
0: two-year-old and the four-year-old can't use the same one? I mean... No. Oh. oh, that's... Oh. This is yeah. to all
1: the parents out there. I don't have any... We could get a... Send us in a letter if the two and the four-year-old can share the oh, same thing. I don't thing. know this. No. I, don't, I don't
0: know how this operates.
1: No. No. Oh, that's cool. And um, we had a big fight because they were different colors. And one wanted the red one and one wanted the green one. And they both wanted the red one. So, oh. oh, it's, oh a, it's a whole scene. Oh, it's, it. It's a horror show. Truly, I didn't know this. What What is it? Oh, oh, it's a scene, baby. Oh, it's a scene, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, it's a scene. See if anybody knows where that's yeah, from. All right, it's a scene, baby. <laughs> hey,
0: what is it? What, what, what was it? On the pulp fiction? Oh, you dig it the most, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? And I'm glad you said about pulp fiction because uh, our next show. That we have, and we've from a long time ago. I just thought this up since you said Pulp Fiction, and we did Seinfeld, is uh, Easter eggs. We'll bring that up in movies. Oh, okay. Okay, no, not baskets In yeah, yeah, yeah. rabbits, yeah. but Easter eggs in movies. I mean, I think that would be a great show.
0: Okay, let's do
1: it. Yeah, let's do it. Because there's a lot of them. Yeah. All right, so continuing now about
0: movie binges, I
1: have right here.
0: Yes. You hear that? The top ten scariest movies on Netflix.
1: Now you know I don't have Netflix. Well, so you should get it. Well, this will make you get it because this it's some good make movies. Me get on. it. Top ten scariest movies. Now, what are you basing them on, scary? Well, that's see. The point. My definition of scary could be dif- different than. Well, movies.
0: that's the point of contention because this is not my list.
1: Okay. I'm giving you Netflix list. Oh, Netflix list. is giving it
0: to you. Oh, my list would be a lot different, but I think it's interesting. Okay. Now, at number 10, they have Green Room. Have you seen this? Nope. Green Room is about some kids that go and see this hardcore band at this place. Now, this illustrates your point perfectly. They go to this bar, and they go to see this band, and it gets out of control, kind of like some skinhead-type situation. It gets out of control, and then they find out that, now, what makes this interesting is Patrick Stewart is the bad guy. (laughs) <laughs> Captain Picard? He's, and I mean, he is awful when I say bad guy. I mean, really bad guy. And it's not scary. It's just intense. It's a bunch of people killing people, actually, and cutting them up and all kinds of stuff.
1: That, does, this, does this meet your criteria? As a scary movie? Yeah. No. Because... Picard's 78 to 80 years old. Couldn't you just push him over? Oh,
0: no. He's, a, he's
1: bad. He's and bad?
0: <laughs> well, and he's got a gang,
1: you know. Oh. So. No,
0: he's a bad guy, and it's really bad. Green Room, number 10. One of, one of my favorites that I've seen the past couple years. This movie I'm not familiar with. Number nine, Endless. Not familiar with it. Never heard of it. Number eight, Hush. Good. This woman is uh, deaf, and she's out of this log cabin. And a guy terrorizes her in the log cabin, which is basically a takeoff of, uh, what, Wait Until Dark with Hepburn way back in the day,
1: R.G. Hepburn way back in the day. Don't like it. That was good. It was good. Hush was good. And Don't wait. like it because how could you terrorize someone that was deaf? You couldn't knock on their doors. You couldn't rattle. I mean, let's say Yeah. How frustrated could the poltergeist be? If nobody heard when he threw everything down, well, you don't have to hear to be terrorized.
0: Mm. Maybe like if a guy killed your best friend in front of you, and then you locked yourself in the cabin, and he was trying to get in the cabin and kill but you, but you wouldn't
1: know he was coming in. You couldn't hear it. You could sit and watch TV. She's not
0: <laughs> Helen Keller. She can see. <laughs> I just said she was deaf. I didn't
1: say well. She, now, now I hold on. say Helen Keller was sitting in there. Okay, okay. Now, if we went into a haunted house. Right. What's the first thing you say? You do. What was that? Right. Was that? Well, see, you would never be afraid so, unless they came right at you. So if a guy
0: is coming at you with a knife. Different. But you'd never. you would just say, well, I can't hear him, so I'm not scared. But if you heard your back to him. Then he could kill you pretty easily. Then he easily. would
1: kill you. I mean, you wouldn't be afraid. You wouldn't hear him. He'd just come up behind you. That'd be it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Have you seen the movie? I don't like it. Wouldn't want to. Uh, When it said deaf persons... I want to ask
0: you a question. Have you seen the movie? Nope. But you've determined it's not good? Is that what you did? I would not like it. Did you see Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn? Pretty popular movie.
1: No.
0: No. okay. The next one is Cam. Something with a webcam. I'm not familiar with that one. uh, I haven't seen it either, but... Well, you've seen this one, The Evil Dead in 1981. That was pretty good.
1: The Evil Dead. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the series mm-hmm. of The Evil Dead. Right. That's a scary movie. That's what they say. That's The list is most ridiculous. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, for Christ's sake.
0: That's what they say. Now, I'm not familiar with this next one, Under the Shadow. It wouldn't
1: even matter. I don't After know After The Evil Dead and... Pam's labyrinth. Yeah, it's Pan, but okay. Pan. Well, Pam was probably in it. She was in it. Oh. <laughs> that's get up. Um, um, but yeah, I, that. I mean, seriously. That's you know. What are saying? I mean, I would. Beside the Evil Dead, I think the Army of Darkness would be scarier, with the skeletons coming up. Creep two. Did you see Creep the first? I saw time? Creep one. Scary.
0: See, I don't, even, I don't think that's a scary movie. Creep
1: 2? It's
0: the same. It's the same thing.
1: I'm going to have to pass on that one because usually sequels are not as scary.
0: I didn't... You know, Creep got a
1: lot of... Uh, uh, what do you call it?
0: Buzz around it. I Is saw, that about the party? At that...
1: No, the, the, the Halloween
0: party? No, it's the guy that hires a guy to come in and videotape him oh. for the weekend or something. Never mind. I thought you said crepe. No, no. I thought it was crepe paper. Crepe paper.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> now, number one on the list is called His House. Just came out, 2020, on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm gonna watch it. What's sooner. it about? I'm not sure because I don't sometimes I don't like to read the whole thing, but I'm gonna check that out and report back. But I skipped the movie on purpose. Her house? It's called Their House. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped one. Okay. okay. Number six is called Sweetheart. Have you seen this? Now, this one, man.
1: You have to tell me.
0: Give I me really some. like this one. Here's the setup. A lot of people have probably already seen it. This woman is, gets uh, Tom Hanks out of an airplane, right? She crashes on this island. And she's there, stuck on the island, like, like Hanks was in uh, Castaway. Sure, sure, sure. There's this creature that is on the island that's terrorizing. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, it's pretty good because the thing is, for me, we always, me and you always talk about, like, well, look, I'm not really worried about Freddie chasing me in my dreams. That doesn't really scare me. You know what I mean? So what's the name of this show? Sweetheart. But can you imagine, you get stranded on an island. <laughs> There's some creature on the island that comes out at night oh. and tries
1: to kill you. I will tell you this. Now that's scary. That, for, for me, that's scary. Now that's scary. But imagine if you had
0: she crashed in a plane. Well, I don't want to give it all away, but there's it's just like Tom
1: Hanks. It was a plane crash. Okay, okay. So you, you know. <laughs> okay. Imagine you swim over to the island. Okay. Imagine if a plane full of a lot of people crashed on an island, and then on the other side of an island was a colony. And there was a big white, like, polar bear that attacked the people, like in Lost. In Lost? Yeah. That That's what, what you're watching.
0: No, it was totally different than Lost. 100% different. It, it, plane crash
1: person, not more uh, than one, in, th- in, in a monster. First, attraction. I didn't say it was more, not more than one. Oh. I didn't say that. Okay, so we have the exact movie. It's totally
0: 100% different than Lost. Doesn't remind you of Lost at all. Okay. That's you know what that's like saying. That's like saying, "Well, I'm going to watch this movie about this cop that
1: investigates a murder." Oh, that's just like Kojak. I don't need to see that. I already saw Kojak. I don't know. I don't know why you were talking we don't about have toys. To, we don't have to pay Kojak for that, do we?
0: Okay, we'll pay Telly Savalas.
1: Right. No, we ain't paying Telly Savalas.
0: Well, of course, if we pay him. We pay yeah. him in lollipops. That's right. But um, yeah, and the way it's done, they do a thing in this kind of like old school movies, you you don't really get to see the creature. You know what I mean? It's not like and that's what I always thought kind of ruined of course I like the predator, as you know. But I part of me said that's what kind of ruined the predator. Not ruined it, but knocked it down a notch. When in Predator Two you got to see the you know you were just you were practically living with the Predator then, remember?
1: But that was the I big, know you're a predator fan. Right. But your synopsis is flawed here. Because yeah. in the first one, yes. That's what I said. The Guys are killed. But as soon as they said Predator Two, you, they could have kept him out the whole movie and you knew exactly who he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you were you, but you were with him too much. They should have said that and like, then be
0: in, in Predator Two is when they you got to see
1: twenty predators. They should have called him know. Ernest. Why? Or Ernie. Then you wouldn't have known known if he was coming, who was coming, and you'd be like,
0: it's the predator. Well, now, since I am a predator expert. Expert. Well, that is true. That is true. What you don't realize is there's more than one breed of predator. So you can have several different predators that are all different
1: breeds. I did not know that. I know well, there's a super predator because I, I saw you, the last one. I know you didn't know
0: that because I'm the predator expert <laughs> on the panel. The different breeds of predators. Yes. It's different. They're different. That's why it was the big controversy in number two when they had the alien skull up there. Because as you may not know, there's different breeds of the aliens too. Um, this is not very simple, Steve. This no, is, this is very This is hard, this complicated. Is hard core. But let me get back to one thing. Yes. Sweetheart's a really good movie. Um, The lady does not become, the lady that's trapped on there does not become a superhero, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden. And like I was saying, before your untimely intrusions, they don't give you a good, hard glimpse of the background of the creature and so forth and so on. So I thought it was really good. It's worth looking at if you want to see something different. And you know some of my favorite horror movies have very minimal people in it. Because I don't think you need a hundred people in these movies to make them good. No, know? but uh, but that's the list. It wouldn't be my list.
1: Now, when when, when you went but that's the list. Those, the two that you mentioned that are not scary at all. Almost. What, Pans Labor. Uh, and Evil Dead.
0: Yeah.
1: Evil Dead is you laugh at. It's it. almost like a comedy. Yeah.
0: I was surprised to see that on there.
1: Yeah. That that. Well, you know, you got a younger generation. It it must have scared them when they saw it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it scared them. Yeah, but I but, don't think scary when I think of Evil Dead. No, not at all. And what is that? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth yeah. I'm trying to think. Is that the one where the where the guy had to, uh, eyeballs in his hand? No, I don't think so. You know which one I, I mean. I could you? be wrong about that because.
0: I didn't see all of Pan's labor. I didn't care for it. Even though that's Guillermo del Toro, our guy.
1: Yep. From the strain. But yeah.
0: I, but I wasn't fired
1: up about that. Movie. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. The And I can't think of what his name was. I I think his name was Pete. <laughs> well, I know him as Peter. Yeah. So I think
0: I'm probably wrong, but, you know. I don't, even when you look, even when you read out, when you read the synopsis, it just doesn't sound that scary. Here's a quick synopsis of Pan's labor. 1944, and the Allies have invaded Nazi, have invaded Nazi-held Europe. In Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to a remote forest to flush out the rebels.
1: does not, sound... is that the movie? That's the one they're talking about. I thought it was some kind of maybe i got the wrong movie i thought it was one of those uh, movies with all those different types of creatures in them and
0: well but listen they are led by captain vidal a murdering sadist and with him are his new wife carmen and their daughter from a previous marriage they witness her step uh, the, the the daughter's name is ophelia Ophelia witnesses her stepfather's sadistic brutality and is drawn into Pan's labyrinth, a magical world of mythical beings. So we're talking about the same movie.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm trying to figure. Yeah, there's the guy in it with the with the eyeballs on. Is that him? Yeah, there he is. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, it's the guy with the eyeballs in his hands.
0: So it wasn't my movie. It wasn't You know, it wasn't a big movie for me. I think the pale
1: man. Pale man is what they call him, yeah
0: so i don't I don't know I don't know why that's scary, it's not mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of scary
1: yeah and and that's not that's not scary at all. that reminds me of what were what were the ones where they have all the religious so called religious connections, where the lion is jesus, and oh that's the the uh yeah, I know what you're talking
0: about. Something the wardrobe and the the cabinet.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It's yeah. like it's like the wardrobe. What or... is that one called? I'll be damned! I can't think of that. You know what I'm talking about. And what's her, what's her name's in it? Tilda, the great Tilda Swin. Yeah, oh. who? Um, what is it, that? Um. You know which one? Uh, I can't I, think. I can't. It's got all those symbolisms. Yeah. In it, supposedly, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I think. Narnia. Yeah, that's part of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, Narnia. So that's what that, uh, that Pam, uh, labyrinth sound. That's what I took it as. Something like that. But uh, other than that,
0: well, there's your movies. That's what you go download if you want to look at scary stuff. That's it. Now, Now, let me do this real quick, because I I, I wanted to make sure I got this in. Because we briefly talked about the king of all monsters, Godzilla, as we know. I should've never brought it up. No. No. Should have never brought it up. Matter of fact, because next we're gonna start a whole new podcast where it's only about Godzilla. Only about Godzilla. I listened to this podcast the other day, which is pretty good. I want to give them a shout-out. I I think they're across the pond. The name of it is Moving Picture Madness. Moving Picture Madness. So let me read the um, synopsis of it. So join Matt and Ant as they hack and slash their way through pop culture in their weekly show. Moving Picture Madness dives into movies, TV, video games nostalgia and more. So get your ears ready, fire up the DeLorean and prepare for greatness. You can follow them across social media at MPM Madness Pod Now, one of the episodes I listened to from them was recorded on September 25th and it was called The Best and Worst of Modern Godzilla. For me it's their best episode. Yeah, it's probably the best episode they ever did, I know. Oh, it's the best one ever. I don't know if it's true, but we are talking about maybe some awards for that episode. But they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool to listen to. You can go on their page. They're on Anchor FM. You can go on their page and find them, like I said, across all platforms. But
1: they are fun to listen to. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can have... A cultural exchange program, uh-huh. and we'll bring one of the guys from on the other side of the pond right. over here, and yeah. you could go oh. over there, and you oh. and the Godzilla man—I can just can hang talk out over Godzilla. there, Godzilla, yeah,
0: <laughs> all day. I can go. Oh, if I go over there, I'm going back to Stonehenge and see if my oh. phone will work. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. But yeah, we could have the cultural exchange program. You know. Actually, you're laughing, but it is a good idea to do that because I was thinking about maybe you could go over to North Korea and and see, and see and report on the state of the union over there. Play a little basketball. Me and Rodman. Yeah, you and you and the Rodmonian can go over
1: there. Oh well that concludes this episode.
0: Oh wait, we have one more. No, letter. we no, we have two more things to do. Oh we do? Go. This is big news here I'm today. Sorry. Okay, Steve. I've been hearing for a long time how good the Christmas Ale is from Great Lakes Brewery. As you know, I've never tried one yet. You've never tried it. No. So what I did was I reached out to Great Lakes Brewery because you know, if I pick up the phone and say it's the Core Extra Podcast, uh, get everything we want. We get everything we want. So I asked them, could I get a sample of the Great Lakes Brewery Christmas Ale? course, they said, yeah, just go to Kroger's and you, and you buy yourself some." <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to the regional sales manager in the South and I was able to get a few cans of the Great Lakes Brewery Christmas Ale. So Steve is going to try it here. He's never had it. Never can, had it. Steve, can we verify that you've never had this beer? Never had it. So he's opening the can now. So here he goes. You'll hear it. There's a can opening. Now I've been told before you sample us, uh-huh. I've been told that you don't sip beer like you do wine. You just take a gulp. Okay. Now, that's what I've been told. So Steve's gonna the, the beer connoisseur of the two of us is gonna let me now, take a smell first. He's getting a little aroma.
1: It smells, you know, it smells spicy. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know what that means, but it smells like spicy. Mm-hmm. So let me take a big drink here and see. All right, here we go. The Christmas ale from
0: Great Lakes Brewery. He's swishing it around and and letting it course over his palate. He is staring out the window now.
1: Well, according to this, it says Christmas ale, mm-hmm. and it's made with spices and honey. I can actually taste the honey and the spices in it. This is pretty good. Does this just come out at Christmas time? Uh, yeah, holiday season. Yeah. Damn. I bet you this is hard to get. It is.
0: It is. The, uh, I, I, I don't mean it's hard, it's hard to go find now. Right. But I think it's hard for, for the retail places to keep it stocked. Because let me give you a little information about this Christmas sale. It's funny. Now, now this will show you that Steve is an expert beer connoisseur.
1: I, I wouldn't say.
0: Oh, he is. Okay. Let me tell you why. Let yeah, me tell you why you are. don't sell
1: myself short.
0: Because I want to give you some information about this Christmas ale. You ready? Yes. It's the number one holiday spice ale in the US. And Great Lakes is only available in 15 states. See what I mean? This is this is. This it's is the up. big stuff we got here. All right. They use to make this 6,080 pounds of cinnamon sticks Ooh. and 6,080 pounds of chopped ginger root. And hand cut, oh, the ginger root is hand cut, and they also use 182,000 pounds of honey.
1: You know, I can really taste the honey in this. Oh, you hit the nail on the head.
0: So on a 1 to 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the greatest beer you ever tasted, Great Lakes Brewery Christmas Ale
1: is? I would give it a 9. A 9. That's a pretty big score. Yeah, um, it's, I'll tell you what, it is, it's really good. I'm, I'm really impressed by it. I will have to get this. We'll have to find out if this how long this stays on the shelves because I have a bunch of friends who would really like, the can is beautiful too.
0: It is, you'll see a picture of a can on there. So it passed the test, didn't it? This one here passed the test. Now let me tell you this. The Christmas Ale six pack, is the number three craft skew in the U.S. of A. That's right. I mean, this is a big deal. This Christmas ale is a big deal. For us to get yeah. a sample. Now, we're going to move on to the next sample. Okay. We, have, we have another one. Oh, We don't just stop there. Just like the name says, we give you the core, and then we give you a little extra. A-9. We are now going to taste it. You and I both. I've never had this. Okay, what is but it? But I want to taste it. It's called the Great Lakes Brewery, Brewing Company, Nosferatu,
1: Imperial Red Ale. Nosferatu. Now, hold on a second. Yeah. If you remember from the uh, Addict episode we did on vampires, we talked about Nosferatu. That's why I secured it. So, since we're right there, why don't I read the only letter we got this week? Okay. It and falls then, right in with everything. And then we'll have a little beer yes. afterwards. Yes. Now, mind you, while we're drinking this beer, I want everybody to realize it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. But go ahead. I have to take exception to your last attic episode on vampires. Uh Uh-oh. I find it hard to believe that you have any knowledge on this subject. But I would be glad to come over to your house and explain it to you at night, of course. Count Alcard... What?
0: That's going to be a no.
1: <laughs> that is definitely a no. Somebody wrote that for real? Yeah. Yeah. No lie. He's holding it up
0: right there. He printed it out. He's, oh, no, we're going to pass on. Now, we? I'm
1: looking at this. His and name that, is Count? <laughs> and that is Dracula spelled backwards. No. That is a definite as a definite, definite no. No. Definite no.
0: Do you have a, a bottle opener? Because uh, this is in the bottle. This this Nosferatu is in a bottle. And let me see if I can find one. So looking, we have to go back in the kitchen and see if we have a have a. No? Okay, so we now have the bottle opener. Steve has the
1: Nosferatu.
0: The Nasferatu beer. I like the way you say it. That's what I, what I really and
1: this is from Great Lakes.
0: Great Lakes Brewing.
1: It's Imperial Red Ale.
0: Well, not just Red Ale. Imperial, Imperial Red Ale. So here we go. Oh, listen to that sound. Again, Steve is the expert. Are you getting a bouquet? He's now sniffing yes, the it bottom. It
1: smells very good. Very, the color, obviously, very red. <laughs> For Blood Red. It's a good thing they named it. Let's take a drink of this. All right. We do it the same time. Here we go. One, two, three.
0: You know, this is pretty good, too. Read what it says on the side. Let me read what it
1: says on the side. Don't be afraid of things that go hop in the night. Rich, roasted malt flavors haunt the shadows of our Imperial Red Ale's bitter teeth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is a bitter beer. Yeah, it is. Um, But it's very good. Uh, You know, it
0: makes you want a pizza. (coughs) Because I like beer and pizza. Oh, yeah. Okay, Steve, hey, we want to thank Great Lakes Brewing, which can be reached at greatlakesbrewing.com. Thank them for the Christmas ale, which we loved, and thank them for the Nasfratu. Yes. Imperial Red Ale, which we actually like both of them, and I and I and I'm being honest, I am not a uh, big beer drinker. Uh, I'm more of a bourbon guy, but uh, I do like like beer and wings, beer and
1: pizza. But Steve, who is our is our yes. resident beer expert, the, these are two of the okay to rank Nosferatu. I rank it an eight. No, oh, do
0: you right behind the uh, right Christmas behind, album.
1: yes. Christmas. Well, that's and, great. And I'm I'm assuming Nosferatu is a Halloween beer. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Um. I don't know if it's reg, but I would imagine you could only get it then. We had that in a bottle, and we had the Christmas ale in a can. I like my beer in a bottle.
1: Yeah. Better than I do. It
0: does. Sometimes if you can. get them in a can. It you can really taste the
1: yeah. Tinny. yeah. But those are really good. Thanks for Great Lakes Brewing. And if you have any other samples you'd like us to try, send them over.
0: Yes, if you have a truck that's full of samples,
1: just drop them off at the studio. Drop them off. That goes for every place. Pizzas, hoagies, wings. You ever want us to try them, let us know.
0: Well, I will tell you, uh, Great Lakes has a free tour of the studio. Uh, If they want to send their rep over and we can give her a free tour of the Core Extra Studio.
1: Yep, yep. As long as she brings something
0: to drink and eat. (laughs) Exactly. She can have it. So, Steve, now is the time for me to ask you, what have we learned today? We learned a lot today. We learned, first and foremost, the Bengals can make the playoffs. Bengals can make the playoffs. And I think, really, that's the most important thing. For us, it is. Yeah. Then we learned there's only 17 first-round draft picks.
1: That have made it to the Super Bowl. That won a Super Bowl. Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. It's only 17. 17 number one picks in the draft that have won a Super Bowl. Then we went on to learn that Great Lakes Brewing makes some damn good beer. Yeah, they must probably make, wouldn't you think, 100 different types? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I know we know two that are really good Uh, Nosferatu and. The Christmas Ale. The, Christmas the ale. ultra popular Christmas ale. So we know two of them are uh, very very
0: good. Then we learned again that the top ten scariest movies, most of them are not really scary, scary movies. <laughs> you know? But they were they're good movies, but not necessarily yeah. scary. We also learned that Steve didn't know that the Predator and the Alien
1: have different breeds. He didn't know. That. I did not know that. I did not know.
0: Had no idea?
1: No. And we also learned that you
0: don't have to hear to be scared.
1: Well, we heard that. We learned that. I don't think that that's true, but, you know. But (laughs) anyway, so our next episode of The Attic coming up Thursday night. The Boo Hag, the old Gullah uh,
0: legend, myth and legend from uh, the Gullah... People down in South Carolina. Yeah, we're gonna that episode. We hope to get it out Thursday night. I've done a lot of research on it and my travels down there. Like Steve told you, I've been going back and forth down there for a few years, but it really made it a point to talk to people down there about this. So, uh, yeah, that's coming. That's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be really good. I'm looking forward it's gonna be to really seeing good. that or hearing that. Yeah. So. Well, listen, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're out there, and I'm still number one in Google, hanging on to that title. And um, like I say, we're on all social media platforms. You can reach us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. uh, Player FM, Breaker, and GeoSavon, if you happen to be listening
1: in India. Well, we have a lot of listeners in India. That's right. So we're a little bit of everywhere. we'll, we'll have two more now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right,
0: so with that, I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. Thanks for listening, everybody.